Hello and welcome to the Positive Choices Podcast, where we give you brain-based strategies to help children make positive choices, solve social problems, regulate strong feelings, and thrive. I'm Lindsay Keeley, a social and emotional learning specialist and your host. In today's episode, we'll explore productive problem solving in adulthood. We'll shift our conversation from how to problem solve with children to how to implement these same practices and strategies with meaningful adult relationships in our lives. Not only will we talk about ways that we can connect with adults that strengthens our relationship, but we'll also explore how we can use these relationships to model productive problem solving to children and also to internalize these skills so that we can better teach them to children. Let's get started. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today as we explore ways to productively problem solve with adult relationships. In our last episode, we focused on how we can help children with problem solving opportunities. And we mentioned that we might explore a series on applying these strategies to our adult relationships. We had listeners connect with us and say that they would love a series and they would love for us to explore this. And so we're going to dive in to how we can make this applicable to our own lives. And this is actually something that I experienced as I was developing the curriculum, my husband, Thomas, said to me that he noticed a difference. He said, wait, wait a minute, you're okay? <laughs> we had one particular problem-solving opportunity in which I said, you know what? I really need to let my brain settle. I want to address this, but I need I need to take a break. Um, I need to go on a walk and just kind of clear my head and then let's revisit this. And he was so impressed. And he said, wow, that's so awesome that you did that. Because once I had come back from my little walk, I was like ready to solve the problem and ready to do it in a way that was productive and a way that was honoring and also really healthy. And so this is something where he started to say, okay, fill me in. What's going on here? What's the shift? So I started to share some of the research with him and we just took off on this journey in our marriage in which we were internalizing the different aspects of problem solving. And we started to understand the brain science together. And he was so helpful and instrumental in this process. And this was something that I found in my life that as I internalize these strategies and really practice them with not only with my marriage, but other coworkers and other family members and friendships, that this is something that really helped me get better at my own relationships. And then also I was able to more easily teach these concepts to the students that I taught and the children that I was around and worked with. So this is something that I hope you find to be helpful. And in our next episode, we're going to have Thomas on the show, my husband, and we'll be exploring how we specifically took these strategies and made them applicable to our own marriage relationship and how we still do them on a daily basis. And before we start in on today's content, we're going to do another listener celebration. And this is an opportunity for us to share how someone in the Positive Choices community is taking the content either from our podcast, our YouTube channel, or from the curriculum and how it's transforming the way that they live, parent, or teach. And we so appreciate when listeners or readers take the time to connect with us and let us know how it's going, not only to share their celebrations, but also this is an opportunity for listeners to tell us questions they might have and topics that they'd like us to cover. So our listener celebration comes today from a parent, and she said, My youngest is four years old and has a sensory processing disorder, which makes it especially challenging for him to express and cope with his emotions. 
positive choices has helped immensely. My daughter is now a second grader and enjoys teaching it to her little brother. The stories as well as the characters are simple and effective. Lindsay's positive and independent approach has empowered and helped both my children build confidence in themselves as well as strengthen my own confidence as their parent. I recommend all parents and educators to use this curriculum to help build happy, confident, and healthy children. Just as this parent expressed how her son is learning how to express emotions, this is actually how we're going to kick off adult problem solving. And it begins with not only emotions, but it begins with connecting with not only yourself, but also with others to understand their internal experience. And to do that, we're going to focus on two key ingredients to connecting, and that is curiosity and generosity. And we highly recommend that you go back and listen to one of our episodes, and it's all about the three C's of positive connection. And we define those as connecting, calming, and collaborating. And when you do these three things, when you are encountering a problem with a child or adult, it helps you not only strengthen your relationship, but it helps you take a productive approach so that you can learn from a situation and also you can come to a really healthy and positive resolution. And so when we connect with someone, there are two key ingredients, whether you're working with children or adults, that are really helpful, and they are curiosity and generosity. Now, you might be wondering why you should begin with curiosity in your adult relationships. And I certainly didn't think that curiosity was important in marriage. In fact, when I first started understanding the psychology, I was surprised to find that curiosity is a very important starting point. Before this research, I thought, I know what Thomas is thinking, and I completely understand the situation. Why would I need to ask him, or why would I need to think about his internal experience? And one of the reasons that I found to be helpful is something in psychology that's called person perception. And as defined by the American Psychological Association, person perception is the study of the cognitive processes involved in categorizing people and their behavior, something like forming inferences about their qualities and causes for their action, arriving at attributions that explain their behavior, and finally making predictions about what people are like and likely to do. And one of the reasons why we should consider person perception is because this happens outside of conscious awareness, and it happens automatically. For example, let's say you go to the grocery store after work and your cashier really rubs you the wrong way. Maybe they have an abrasive tone or say something kind of unkind. With person perception, this is the process in which your brain makes a snap judgment and decision about what that person might be like. And this happens so quickly and essentially it's a mental shortcut that our brain takes as we're going throughout our lives. And this happens not only with strangers, but also with those closest to us, those that we love. And it's tempting, it's tempting for our brain to take that little snapshot and then make um, an overarching perception of that person. For instance, your brain might think, oh, this person is rude and they do not care and they are really poor at their job. And this can happen so quickly. So when we're aware of this, when we're aware of this mental shortcut that can happen in our brains, we can try to consciously 
have curiosity. So let's take that example. You're at the grocery store. The clerk is acting in a way that's really unkind or rubs you the wrong way. You can stop in your mind and obviously not out loud, but just think, I'm curious why they're acting in this way. And as you start to practice this curiosity, it helps you not have that snap judgment. It essentially stops the mental shortcut and it allows you to get curious. And when we approach situations, not only with curiosity, when we pair them with generosity, it helps us to be more kind and compassionate. So curiosity plus generosity might sound like, internally, of course, I wonder why this cashier is using this tone. And a generous a generous approach would be, maybe this person had a really bad day. Maybe someone in their home life is treating them unkindly, or maybe they're dealing with some kind of medical issue. Maybe they have a migraine and that's why they're acting in this way. So as you're starting to consider the mental shortcuts that your brain's taking, you can bring more awareness and start to be curious about people's internal experiences and maybe have a generous approach. Now, this is not to say that these different people in your life do have these circumstances, but what it does do is it allows you to respond to the person versus reacting to their behavior. Now, I wanna make a very important note that just because you are approaching someone with curiosity and generosity doesn't mean that you are allowing them to treat you poorly. In fact, when you do that, you're not having boundaries and it's not a healthy dynamic. So you can be curious and generous in your person perception and at the same time, you can have boundaries. So if someone is treating you unkindly, You can certainly express your emotions and your values or needs, and you can make a request. Would you be willing to not speak to me in that way? So this is something that we'll dive more into as we get to the basics and really get to the foundations of how to productively solve a problem with someone in that collaborative approach. But the beginnings of this whole process is being curious about someone's behavior. And when we have a generous frame of mind, when we approach a situation and think, hey, maybe this person has these other factors that are happening, it can certainly help us respond to the person rather than reacting to that behavior in a way that might make that person even more triggered and respond even more in maybe a negative way. So something that I learned when I was taking a speech and communication class in college was something called a person perception generosity bank. And my professor worded it in a different way, but that's how I like to frame it. So when you think about situations that you're in, maybe you're triggered, maybe you're having a really hard day yourself, you know the why behind your behavior. Let's say you're at home and your child barfs on your clothes and now you have to change your outfit and you have to find a babysitter because they can't go to school now because they're sick. And then by the time you get to work, you're five or 10 minutes late. Now, you know in your mind and in your situation, I'm late because of situations that are outside of my control. I had no control over my child getting sick. And yet your coworkers don't know that. Maybe all they see is you rushing through the door with your hair a mess and a top that does not match your pants. And in your mind, you know the reason why. And so what I like to do is whenever I have a situation in which a child barfs on me, which has happened only once. Um, And when maybe let's say I'm running behind because I had stomach problems, I've dealt with 
food allergies for a large portion of my life, so I know that that medical consideration can affect my timeliness to work in different social situations. Um, When those things happen to me, I put that in a mental bank of, oh, I'm extending generosity to myself knowing, you know what, I'm late to work or I am acting in this way because of this situation that's outside of my control. And maybe someone else in the future who's acting that way or who shows up late to work, maybe they had something like that happen to them. So this is something that happens quite often when I am driving. And if someone cuts me off, the person perception snap judgment that my brain likes to take and that often happens with humans is, oh my gosh, look at that driver, they are so inconsiderate. Or maybe you have a different word that comes to mind as you're processing this person who just cut you off. But instead, when I have this conscious awareness and I try to be curious and generous, I think, I wonder why they're driving in that manner. Maybe they were at home and they had stomach problems and now they are late to a work interview and they're trying to get to work on time. Or maybe this person has a job interview and something happened to them and and now they're in a rush. So as you start to find yourself having problems, as you start to encounter situations that are outside of your control, put that in a little mental bank and When you see someone exhibiting a behavior that rubs you the wrong way or that's less than ideal, have that curious and generous thought process. Hey, maybe that person just ate a chocolate cupcake that the bakery said was dairy-free, and it turns out it was not. That happened to me once. And just tuck that away and, and apply that. It doesn't mean that that's what that person is experiencing, but it definitely allows you to treat people with curiosity and a much more generous mindset. Now, ironically, sometimes it can be easier for us to have a curious and generous approach to perceiving someone's behaviors when they're a stranger. It can be easier just to think, hey, that person cut me off perhaps because they're having a hard day. But when there's someone that we know and love and that's close to us, when they act in a certain way, our brain has more context. We know more experiences and we have a variety of social categorization opportunities in which we can think, hey, I've seen this person demonstrate their ability to be patient with me, and now they're not. And it can be more difficult to have curiosity and generosity, at least immediately. And so as we start to think about how to apply a curious and generous approach, it is especially important for us to practice this with those who are closest to us and those we interact with regularly. And the benefit of being able to interact with people closely is that we have the opportunity to have a conversation with them. Because we can sit down and spend time with them, we can practice the first C we talked about before, the three C's of positive connection, the connect, calm, and collaborate. And we have the opportunity with those around us who we're close with to connect and say, hey, I observed this and I'm curious why it is that you said this or did this thing. Help me understand. And this is something that my husband laughs about and we both do this now. Um, Maybe he'll say something and my initial snap judgment, my person perception is to maybe be offended or have some level of anger. And if I say something like, help me understand that or say more, I don't understand, would you fill me in? something to that effect, we both sometimes will chuckle because that's our way of saying, 
I am slightly triggered by that comment. I don't know what it is or where you're coming from. So please help me, please fill me in. And in fact, when we're curious, that is generous. When you are choosing to not make a snap judgment that could be negative, it means you're opting to allowing the other person to fill you in, to let them know what's going on with them and to really help you problem solve and get in a a track to put you down a path in which you are working together and on the same team. So next week, we're going to dive more into moving past the connection, which like we described today entails the curiosity and generosity, moving past that. And once you've connected, trying to understand how we can collaborate, how we can maintain a sense of calm, which is the second C, make sure that everyone is calm and in control of strong feelings, and then collaborate, be able to come with um, with curiosity and then come up with a solution. And a solution that honors both parties or all parties, if there's multiple people you're interacting with, and in a way that helps everyone feel good and feel like they're on the same team working together. So as you go about your day and as you go about this next week, I'd like to have you consider two strategies for connecting with others. So the first strategy would be how you approach situations in which you're dealing with someone who's a stranger or maybe it's a really quick interaction. They cut you off in traffic, you're going through their grocery line and have that generosity bank in your brain and just think, I'm curious why that person acted in that way and perhaps because it's because and then fill in the blank because they had a difficult day, their baby was screaming up all night and they didn't get any sleep. So the first strategy is to, again, add to your generosity bank and really have curiosity with those people you interact with, maybe who are more strangers or you have limited interactions and just have a positive approach. And at the same time, certainly you can have those boundaries and not allow individuals to treat you in negative ways. So of course, remember to maintain boundaries and to stick up for yourself. And again, we'll talk about that in future episodes. Um, And then the second strategy is applying curiosity to those who are closer to you, people you interact with who you can take the time to have a conversation with them. Maybe this is a coworker, maybe it's your boss or your partner, someone you live with, a best friend, a parent, and approach a situation with curiosity by saying something like, I'm curious why it is that you came into the meeting late today, or something like, can you help me understand what you mean by that comment? Or can you say more about that? And these are three things that I know whenever I use them, either with Thomas or with coworkers, it really helps move us in a good direction. It helps us feel like we're on the same team versus I'm making a snap judgment and I don't even need to ask you where you're coming from because I think I know, again, that person perception can help us in certain ways and it can also impact relationships in less than ideal ways. So I hope that these tips or strategies will be helpful for you as you go about your week. And I know they certainly have been transformative for me while I'm driving or while I'm interacting with Thomas or other people. It it just feels good to have a curious and generous approach to understanding other people's thoughts, behaviors, and actions. If you found this episode to be helpful or inspiring, we would love it if you would rate and review our podcast. You can also send us a message over Instagram direct messaging. You can send us an email to info at positivechoices.com and it would help us not only 
understand how this is impacting your life, but also it helps us share your celebrations and makes our content more accessible to others who are looking for tips for relationships, for parenting, teaching, and for helping others. So again, thank you for spending time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. We hope that you have a fabulous week and we will talk with you soon.